In the name of our Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. Amen. Amen. One of the places that I visited while I was in the Holy Land in February was the Temple Mount, which is located on a hill in the old city of Jerusalem. The plaza is one of the holiest places on earth, sacred ground to Muslims, Jews, and Christians. Both the Al-Aqsa Mosque, the third holiest shrine in Islam, and the Dome of the Rock, a beautiful shrine adorned with blue and gold ceramic tiles, are located on this plaza. For Muslims, the Dome of the Rock is the site where Muhammad ascended to heaven and where Abraham went to sacrifice his son, Ishmael. For Jews and Christians, the Dome of the Rock is the site where Abraham went to sacrifice his son, Isaac. In addition, for Jews, the Temple Mount is the site of the first temple, built by King Solomon and destroyed by the Babylonians. The second temple, destroyed by the Romans in 70 CE and will be the site of the third and final temple. Holy ground to all three religions, all children of the same God, and yet a site of suspicion and violence. The Temple Mount is under Jordanian custodianship and Israelis maintain security. The Israeli government enforces a ban on prayer by non-Muslims. No religious symbols are allowed. My pilgrim group said prayers at many of the historic sites we visited. While on the Temple Mount, we had to keep our prayer folders out of view, tucked in the back of our pants with a shirt or a jacket covering. The Dome of the Rock is a shrine of great significance for Jews and Christians. And yet, non-Muslims are not allowed to enter. In fact, Jews need special permission to visit the Temple Mount at all. And if granted, they must be escorted by the police. More and more Jews have been visiting, which is leading to escalating tensions. Police repeatedly clashed with Palestinian rioters in April when Passover overlapped with Ramadan. On February 8th, April 15th, the first day of Passover, and also Good Friday this year, rioters hurled stones from the mosque toward the Western Wall, the Wailing Wall, where people take turns throughout the day raising up prayers to God, my pilgrim group included. 150 were wounded and 400 arrested. One of the most holy sites on earth for Muslims, Jews, and Christians. Yet rather than reveling in this marvel, rather than embracing this gift of our diversity in one God, the gift of our differences which we need to be whole, rather than embracing, we confront, we fight. Look at what is happening in this country. Too many politicians have stopped even trying to listen to one another. Their answer is simply no until they get their own way. The rhetoric is hostile and dangerous. I read an important book while I was on sabbatical that I recommend to all, The Righteous Mind, 
Why Good People Are Divided by Politics and Religion by Jonathan Haidt. And in this book, Haidt describes human behavior, how our intuition responds first and our reasoning comes second. He talks about the narratives of liberalism and conservatism, the moral matrices of these differing perspectives actually more similar than different. And one of the observations he makes is about where our federal lawmakers live. Prior to 1995, most lawmakers lived in the D.C. area. They moved their families to D.C. They all lived in the area together. The lawmakers socialized with their colleagues across the aisle. Spouses became friends. Children played together. And then in 1995, incoming congressmen were encouraged to leave their families in their home districts and commute back and forth to D.C. And we've all watched the divisiveness grow since they stopped living together in community. What does our scripture tell us about living with and for one another, about listening and hearing. In the lesson from Acts, the crowd, amazed and astonished, asks, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power? We have many languages in this country. By that, I mean many differing interpretations on life. We've been given the gift the ability to listen, the ability to hear one another, to understand differing perspectives to, that get us closer to the truth, that get us to better solutions for all. There is so much good news. Jesus came to live among us so that we might understand that we are born in God's love. We are here to live with and for one another, to share our individual gifts, to be so much more together than we are individually. Our differences are born in God's love. Our gender, our sexual orientation, our skin color, our religions are born in God's love. Our differences make us whole. Our differences make us community for one another. There is so much good news. The Holy Spirit lives with us. Jesus tells us the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit lives with us. All we have to do is open ourselves to Christ's all-embracing love, to the Spirit's guidance in our relationships, in our discussions, in our actions. There is so much good news. Our faith gives us the courage to keep living in Christ's love, to keep sharing Christ's love. We endure together and we thrive together. We keep at it throughout our lifetime. 
throughout the generations and to all know God's all-encompassing love. The diocese is offering us an opportunity to put our thoughts and prayers into action. They are offering three 60-minute Zoom conversations over the coming month in response to the epidemic of gun violence in this country. On June 8th, grounded in our faith and stories, what can we do in our close personal lives? On June 22nd, what can we do in our local congregations? And on June 29th, what can we do in support of community and political initiatives? Loving, productive action heals. I hope you will join in the conversations. Please look for detailed announcements in St. Paul's Weekly, which comes out on Thursdays. Our faith is prayer and action. As Paul says in the book of Acts, in God we live and move and have our being. Our faith gives meaning to all of life. Our faith inspires. Our faith emboldens us to share the good news. We want for others what sustains and nurtures us on this challenging and hard and blessed and beautiful journey called life. We can listen deeply. We can hear wisely. We can collaborate for the good of all. After all, diversity is the gift through which we become whole. Our baptismal prayer is our sending call. Sustain us, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give us an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, a spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. Amen.